the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, this is Dr. Trudy with The Christian View. Today's episode is on miracles out of our mistakes. Have you ever felt like you've made too many mistakes where God can't use you? Well, then you don't want to miss this episode today of The Christian View. Miracles out of mistakes. Stay with us. We'll be right back. With everyone in the world with their own view. Ever wonder if God has a view? That's what the show's all about. What's God's view versus our view? Topics that affect our daily life. Empowering and inspiring. Right to develop a heart, a kingdom mindset, you know. Because God does have a view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons. The Christian Welcome. View. Welcome to The Christian View. What a great audience we have. Thank y'all for being here today. And thank y'all for watching at home or listening by radio or podcast. This is The Christian View. We take today's hot and challenging topics and weigh it against the Word of God because God does have a view and He has a view for you. Before we get into our hot topic today, which is miracles and mistakes, I want to introduce my amazing team today. I have Trudy Davy Davis. Thank you for being here. Pastor Lee Adams. Thank you, Lee. And Sherry Rigby. Thank you for being here. Check out where they're doing. They're doing amazing things with their ministries in addition to pouring into the Christian view. Um, well, today is topic is miracles out of mistakes, and we know that God can do anything. But let me ask y'all, have you ever just felt like you've made too big a mistake that God can't use you, or you're just too far gone that you can't return, or that... Um, You've just haven't obeyed God. You've turned away, kind of like Jonah, where God told you to do something and you didn't. And now you're, you're living with the consequences of those past mistakes. So we're going to talk about that today um, because I know, Trudy, sitting in the counseling room a lot, I hear women, men who have just felt like their life is over because they've made too many mistakes or taken the wrong turn. So let's talk about what the Bible says about mistakes and miracles. Certainly. So I think the Bible has so many examples of mistakes that turn into miracles, like Abraham and Sarah from adultery to a baby at 90 years old, Joseph from the pit to the palace, and then there was Moses who was a murderer and a stutterer who became an amazing, articulate leader and such a a strong leader that he brought the Israelites out of slavery. And I know in my own personal life, God has used so many messes and turned them into miracles. Miracles, right. or like we were saying earlier, turn your um, mess into a message. That's right. And that's what I've tried to do. So just a little brief history for me is I was raised in a um, abusive environment and ver- verbally and physically. And then I was married for 20 years and went through a painful divorce, became the mother of two teenage sons, all, all financial responsibility right. to myself. But now I'm married to a wonderful man. I've survived breast cancer, yes. which was against all odds that I had a 30% chance of being alive in 10 years, and here I am today. So I use that experience to give hope to other women who are going through breast cancer. 
And um, at one point, I was engaged to a man who um, I later found out was having an affair with a married woman that he was working with. But I've used that experience. God taught me so much from that about relationships, about myself, how I respond in relationships. And now I've been able to use that to help other women navigate through their experiences with their relationships. So I say that Genesis 50, 20 just so describes my life. And I say what you intended to harm me with Satan, God has used for good. And I'm so grateful that it is uh, he uses me to help so many other people. And I think the enemy... The enemy is so good, Sherry, at just getting in and saying, well, you've messed up too much. You know, you you need to keep your sin hidden because you've done too much to be calling yourself a Christian. Absolutely. And I think what we have to always be reminded of is that our past sins or our past mistakes do not define us. He really is the redeemer, the restorer, and he also prepares us. And so I think um, one of my favorite scripture verses as I went into this uh, was Psalms 107 too. And it says, let the redeemed say they are redeemed and he takes all of our past mistakes and he uses them for his kingdom and for his glory and for me firsthand it took you know so many of my mistakes you know passing abortion premarital sex um there you know i was a teenage mother um there was so many things in my life and walking in that shame for so long but as I gave my life to Christ I was reminded that I don't identify with those past sins anymore I identify with Christ first and foremost as my savior but those past sins can also be used as a platform for me to share those mistakes and to make sure that I'm sharing them in a way that um, just like in Isaiah 61 it says uh, he bestows upon them the crown of beauty Mm -hmm. instead of ashes and just reminding those that our mistakes can be turned into hope and joy and that we can use them to glorify the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. One of my favorite sayings, it says, broken crayons steal color. And Lee, I'm sure you do a lot of counseling, so I'm sure you see broken people and they're probably feeling the same way. Well, how am I still going to be a witness for Christ if you knew all I've done? Yes. I think the enemy uses that. He'll take our past sins to, uh, he's always trying to remind us and make us feel like we can never be forgiven and that nothing good is going to come out of this. But I like this saying where it says when Satan reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. And I think that God gives all of us that wonderful future. And for me, when I think about going from mistakes and miracles, I think Romans 8 and 28 Mm -hmm. sums it up best in my life. And we know all things work together for good. It's amazing in my life. Some of the things that I've been through Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting here thinking in it, how in the world is this going to work out for my good? And then when I look back on it later, I see how wonderful the plan of God is and that Jeremiah 29 and 11 is so right mm-hmm. that he has a plan for my life. You right. know? Mm-hmm. And if we work with the plan, God will bring us yeah. into this beautiful place. And I would say to those persons that are struggling, um, I was reading and it talked about how the manufacturer of the pencil, he had a reason for putting an eraser on the top because yeah. he knew that we were going to make mistakes. Yes. So I think that's so the same true. way that yeah. God does. He, he knows we're going to make mistakes, yes. but he's faithful to take our sins and remove them as far Amen. as the east. And it even goes in Isaiah 43, it says, forget the former things, do not dwell there because I am doing a new thing. And again, if you're out there struggling, thinking that you've messed up and you're too far gone, remember that God is a God of grace. He's a God of miracles and second chances and that he is telling us to forget the past so that we can move forward in the, in the position and the place that he wants us to move forward with. Stay with us. We have a great interview coming up with Pastor Hope Carpenter. You don't want to miss this. We'll be right back. 
to The Christian View. I am Dr. Trudy, and I have with me the beautiful Pastor Hope Carpenter. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor. We are talking about miracles and mistakes, and you wrote a beautiful book called The Most Beautiful Disaster. If y'all haven't gotten this book, I would encourage you to get it. It is so such an amazing book. In fact, I'm going to start giving it to my clients, my oh, counseling clients, because it, it. it has so much rich information yeah. in it. Um, but I want to share a little bit about you before we get started, and then we're going to jump right in. It says that you perfected the roles of supportive wife, Good mother, devoted worship leader, homemaker, but inside you are secretly ashamed and you are afraid. So let's let's go from there. Wow. Yes, I know. <laughs> let's just jump into let's the just deep jump water, into right? The, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, uh, this year actually is 30 years we've been in ministry. How did I get this old so fast? I don't know, but yeah. you know, it just happens. Right. But, but you look beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, so 30 years we've been in ministry. So... <sighs> Let's just back up a little bit. I married Ron not coming from ministry-minded homes. Mm -hmm. We were church people. You know, we went to church. Uh, Ron came from a preacher's house, so he knew the deal. I didn't know the deal. Nobody warned me. You you grew up in a very strict, (laughs) very strict home. Yes, Yes. very, very traditional, strict. Um, If I say this, if it made you grin, it must be Mm -hmm. sin. Yes. (laughs) One of those. Right, right. Nothing was legal. Nothing, you could do nothing. Right. The the church where you couldn't wear the makeup and no, they called them ear bobs Mm -hmm. and you couldn't be pretty at all to serve Jesus and you certainly couldn't, you know, have enough money to go out to eat. You had to be very poor. Right. So I grew up very strict mm-hmm. and my parents used that term, but to, I tell people, I said, today you'd go to jail right. for the way that I was raised, raised. and disciplined. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very traumatic. And, you know, to me, that was my normal. Right. Because that that's all just, you knew. That's all I right. knew. And so um, I was raped when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Could not tell my parents because it would be my fault right, somehow. Right. You know, what What did you do? What did you wear wrong? Yes. So I stuffed that down. Mm-hmm. Um, had no idea the trauma of being raised that strict. Yes. Um, was doing to my, my little spirit. Well, you just, this is because you just kept stuffing things down yeah. and you had this facade that you didn't because want anyone you had to, to be perfect. Right. You know, everything had to be, you had to make the straight A's. Mm-hmm. You, the, the room had to be immaculate. Right. You know, nothing could be wrong. And who could put that demand on children, you right. know, who are just learning life? Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, 15, I was raped. And then I, I left home and went to college. And that's where I met Ron. And boy, fell straight in love. Yes. You know, just the, this is everything I ever dreamed of. My mm-hmm. mama always told me that I was going to marry a preacher. And my response was, I'm not marrying a fat, <laughs> ugly preacher. And, <laughs> That's all I did. And so when I told her that I was marrying Ron, she said, I told you that Mm -hmm. you were going to marry a preacher. I said, well, he's not fat and he's not. That's right. That's right. That's right. So here we are getting married, going into ministry, Mm -hmm. just just so excited about the future, about the possibilities. But I had no idea that I thought Mm -hmm. changing my address and changing my last name everything would be fine, Mm -hmm. that everything would be better, and had no idea that it had gotten in me, the trauma was in me, and that I would take that into my adulthood. And I think most people, 
a lot of women feel that way. If yeah. I can just get out of my the abuse, yeah. then I'm going to be okay. But they don't realize that it's already taken root inside of them, right. and they think that it's going to change, and it just starts to fester and it grows. and bubble up. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, it was hard. Mm-hmm. Ministry was hard. We ha- we started a ministry, three people, no money. We traveled around right. trying to raise money, uh, missionary type money. I remember our first uh, year married W two. We made eighty five hundred dollars. I don't even know how we ate and paid bills. I mean, right. it just doesn't make sense. Then we started having children with no insurance. Mm-hmm. And, and I tell people, we finally paid off our oldest son when he turned seven. So uh, just hard times. Right. You know, the pressure of ministry yes. piling up. And then about... And being in ministry is hard as it is. Oh, wow. I mean, it's I had just... had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Had no idea. Yeah. All the opinions. Mm-hmm. But um, just all that weight began to pile on me and I started feeling this anxiety and didn't know why because right. I was happy. I loved my husband, mm-hmm. loved my life. So what's wrong with me? Why do I feel like this? Right. And um, I, tell, I tell the story like this and maybe you can identify. Um, you, met, you build a beautiful home. Right. You know, your wallpaper matches your curtains kind of home. You know, you got beautiful floor and everything's beautiful the way you wanted it to be. But if the foundation was cracked yes. and if the plumbing fixtures behind the wall didn't fit together mm-hmm. and if the electrical wires were miswired eventually that beautiful home that everybody sees right. is going to have trouble exactly and that was me it's going to start to crack yeah one at, slow one yes. slow crack at a time absolutely mm-hmm. and so at 35 at 35 yeah. years old i woke up one day and i said i could cry thinking about it yeah. because it's still very real when you think about mm-hmm. it i thought i can't live like this anymore i didn't know what that meant right but I knew what I was feeling and experiencing at that point. I couldn't do it anymore. Right. Just the, the expectations, the posing perfect. you got to be at every church event. Mm-hmm. You, your kids can't do anything wrong. Everybody's got to be dressed and on time and, you know, smiling for everybody. And I had lived that way my whole life. Right. Having to be perfect. Couldn't make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And the walls were crashing in on me. And I woke up and said that. And that day, I made a slight little deviation, mm-hmm. started doing things that I normally wouldn't do. I listened to secular right. music. I read about that time, in the book. Right? You know? And you put on a swimsuit. I did a yeah. two-piece. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what's That was unheard of, world. right? Yeah. Yes. And I bought a six-pack of alcohol, mm-hmm. beer, and I went to the lake house. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I put on that suntan lotion on, with that two-piece, drank all that beer, listened to the music. But really, for the first time, I felt free. Yes. Because I had the choice. I was able to make a choice for myself. Not for what other people thought or what other people expected of me. Um, And those things in themselves aren't sin or wrong. But it started a pattern in me where I said, I'm going to do this my way. Right. Hope's got to make the decisions Mm -hmm. now. And and as you know, our life is not our own. Right. Amen. Our life is just, we're crucified Mm -hmm. with Christ. But I had never had that chance in my life to individuate. Mm -hmm. I write a whole chapter in there about individuation, about it's supposed to happen at 12, 13, 14 years old, right? Yes. And I wasn't allowed to do that. So I started that at 35 years old and that led to nine years of living a double life. Right. In those nine years, made some terrible mistakes, hurt so many people. I was unfaithful to my husband, and the walls came crashing down in 2013. Wow, wow. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more on miracles and mistakes. You don't want to miss this. 
Church MV. We've had a great interview with Pastor Hope, and um, we're glad that you decided to stay with us. And so we're going to carry on our conversation with Hope because her interview was just so um, enlightening and encouraging. And so, Hope, you said it in 2013, your walls your walls started crumbling. Yes. So let's take it from there. The very thing that I was trying to do was let off the steam, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know, just get some of the pressure off of me. And what I was trying to do actually turned against me because I love Jesus, remember? Exactly. (laughs) And I love my husband Mm -hmm. too. And you tell, I tell this to people, they're like, well, how do you love your husband? And you had an affair. And and when you have an affair, it's not about the other person. It's all about the brokenness in you. Right. And I just think that, you know, what I was trying to accomplish was working against Mm -hmm. me. I just, I just was trying to figure out who is hope and trying to figure out life for what I really believed Mm -hmm. and what I really really stood for and what is right to hope not what mama says is right, right because you wrong. were you were told what to believe yes. for such a long time that yeah. you were just trying to figure it out yeah. on what your own. I was supposed to do remember as a teenager that right. it wasn't allowed to be done mm-hmm. but I love Jesus with all my heart. Right. I was the girl in the eighth grade who had the scriptures in her locker. Yes. You know, I'm, yes. I was right. that girl yeah. who really wanted to serve the Lord and mm-hmm. knew that God's hand was on my life. Um, and I do believe that it was a ploy and a plan of the enemy because right. he knows oh, yes. what, you know, our destiny is he and does. he wants to thwart it. So it was a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. So in 2013, I just was crashing and crumbling. Right. I knew I couldn't live like this anymore. So I come to my husband, who is my knighting and shining armor. Right. How long have y'all precious. been married at that time? Oh, oh goodness. 24 years, okay. maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been married 31 years now. But So I come to him and think, you know, wow, he's going to help me. He's going to help me get out of this. Right. He's going to rescue me. Ron's going to make it all right. Mm-hmm. So I come and tell him what's going on. He suspected. We'd been fighting. It had right. been rough. You know, just the having to pose perfect in church and then wow. go home and just miserable. Right. And he's like, where's my wife? And my response, was, response would always be, maybe this is who I am. Right. You know, because right. I'm trying to figure it out. Yes. And are you going to accept me for who I am today versus who I was 25 years ago? Right. So I came to him in October of 2013, told him everything. Mm -hmm. And what I suspected he would say was completely opposite. His response was, you have 30 minutes, get your clothes and get out. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. 30 minutes. Mm. Get your stuff and get out. So I go, I'm like, by this time now, we're not on welfare anymore. So I'm like throwing all my good stuff in because ain't no woman going to take my <laughs> stuff. <laughs> right. yes. So I get all my good stuff yes. and, and I tell the story because it's really so sad mm-hmm. that I get all my good stuff, pack it in Louis Vuitton luggage and throw it in the back of a Range Rover, mm-hmm. but have nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. No. Nobody to call. You know, all the stuff the Gentiles yes. can seek. Yes. In Revelation 3. Mm-hmm. But he says, but you're wretched and poor and miserable and blind. And right. you're in need of ISAF because mm. you just don't see. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was. You know, the place we seek to attain that we mm-hmm. think is success or right. the, uh, even godly success right. is really not it at all. Mm. And I drove down that road and I was like, who do I call? You know, where do I go? Because we employ all of our friends. Uh, You know, everybody, Ron writes their check. They're going to side with him. I'm the one in the wrong. What do I do now? Mm -hmm. So I remember this place we sent all the other broken people Mm -hmm. to. You know, the island of broken people Mm -hmm. like the rest of us in church (laughs) are. You know, like like the rest of us have reached that place called there in the spirit. Mm -hmm. So, but I called them and said, you know, what had happened and I need to come. I want a place to stay. I don't want ministry. I just need to get my head together. 
Yes. And so I go there. They opened their arms, received mm. me with such yes. love yes. and grace. Beautiful. No judgment. Right. Wow. And right there, I met Jesus, really, the unconditional yes. love of Amen. Jesus for awesome. the very first time in my life. Amen. And tell me, what did that feel like to you when you met him for the first Listen, time? Listen, really? it was like I did when, at eight years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I, when I got saved in a little Baptist revival right. uh, in eight, at eight years old, he wrapped his arms around me and smacked me in the face love with it. unconditional yeah. love. And that's where my healing journey mm-hmm. started. You know, I didn't know if I, my marriage would be restored. Mm-hmm. I right. didn't know if I would ever hold a microphone or be in ministry again. Mm-hmm. But my prayer was, God, just heal me. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Lord, just heal me. Mm-hmm. That's all I want right now. And so for about two months, that was my only prayer. I right. lost 23 pounds in 30 days. Mm. I was fasting. I was praying. I was believing. Clearly, I'm healed. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I'm healed. And you, yes, yes. You know, I can't yeah. get back anymore. Well, you look great. So, you look great. So, you know, they yeah. look fat and happy. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> you're great. You're, you're happy and healed. So, yes. Amen. Yes. 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 But then in about yeah. two months, I begin to get tenacious yeah. in my prayers and belief. I'm like, you know, God's not just going to heal me. I want my family back. I want my marriage back. And Ron had already announced to the church, we're not reconciling. That must have been so hard. We told it all. It was the number three Christian story, which is so sad to me Mm. in 2013 that that's what we glorify is the downfall, the Mm -hmm. hurt, the pain. When actually, you know, we're supposed to be salt and light. Yes. We're yes. supposed yes. to be taking people right. out of darkness That's right. into light. Yeah. Yes. And you know, hardly none of those people have called me back after our marriage was restored right. to get the restoration story. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Yes. And there's so many people hurting. There's so many people mm-hmm. struggling. You said your story's so powerful and I looked at you, Trudy, and said, but it's so many people's story. Yes. Yes. As I have mm-hmm. shared mm-hmm. all over the world with this book mm-hmm. that People come up to me and say, this is what happened in my marriage. This is what happened in my marriage. I mean, over and over and over. And that's what I love about the book is that, you know, you have one chapter that says, don't suck it up, buttercup. Right. You know, and there's always that saying, suck it up, buttercup. But if we do and we press it and we don't bring it out into the light, there's never freedom and there's never healing. So to me, your story is offering healing to so many people who are broken because it gives them the ability to say, you know what, if Pastor Hope can talk about it, and get freedom, then I can talk about yeah. it and get freedom. You know, most people want to show their accomplishments right. Right. or their good stuff and how well they've done. Mm-hmm. And not many people are willing to show their brokenness. Right. But you know, in the presence of Jesus, I say this in the book, mm-hmm. you know the story, the man with the withered hand. Yes. Yes. And Jesus came to him and said, stretch forth your yes. hand. Well, the man had a choice. He had a good hand and a bad hand. Mm -hmm. But in the presence of Jesus, Mm -hmm. he creates such a climate Mm -hmm. to where we can show our brokenness. Because we know that he's the answer. He's got the healing. He's the only place we can go. That's right. He's the only place we can go. And I think you also said in the book that God will never judge us. No. You know, even though people may. And that's where we find our safety, our redemption, and our healing is in the arms of the Father. We'll be right back with a little bit more here on The Christian View. Don't go away. Welcome back. Welcome back to the 
Christian View. We've had a great discussion with Pastor Hope Carpenter. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having yes, me. Yes, it's been a blessing. Um, if you haven't gotten her book, The Most Beautiful Disaster, I encourage you to get it. There's so much great information in here, and you can hear the rest of her story if you go ahead and get the book. Um, so anyway, I just want you to know that God loves you. And that saying that says broken crayon seal color, they do. And God has a great plan and a purpose for your life. Stay connected to God and know that He loves you. We'll see you next time here on The Christian View. God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.